0: Jimmy, welcome to the Bitcoin source. Can
1: we start things off by having you introduce yourself to the audience? Absolutely. Um, First and foremost, I just want to say thank you for the invite. I mean, it's such an honor. Um, But my name is Jimmy Williams. I'm the uh, founder and co-owner of a community organization called By the Hood, and we specialize in teaching the power of ownership within our community. Um, Other than that, I'm an author, uh, longtime real estate professional. Um, I've worked as an analyst, a real estate developer, builder, anything within the real estate space I've pretty much done. Um, you know, but I'm also a Bitcoiner. Um, coming across Bitcoin has changed my life. So I kind of preach, um, both of those to, to the, the, to the people I speak with. But yeah, you know, have a podcast, uh, create content. Um, everything is at by the hood. But it's an honor to be here, man. I really appreciate it and appreciate the work that you're doing in this space. Thank you, Jimmy, for that introduction. And, you know,
0: to kind of kickstart this conversation off, I'm really curious because, you know, I'm a bookworm, I'm a nerd at heart. Um, one of the first things I wanted to ask you was like, what inspired you to source your Bitcoin knowledge, whether it was books, courses, or even people in the ecosystem that might've helped you to become a better Bitcoiner, or even orange pill you into your journey into
1: Bitcoin? Man, I'm going I'm to try to condense this, but my journey into Bitcoin actually started with my study of real estate, right? So Um, To make a long story short, I was raised in a community where I was taught to be of service. So going into college, I thought the best way to do that would be to get into the political space. I figured, you know, work within the system. I was inspired by, you know, people like Thurgood Marshall, Malcolm X, work within the system to make change. So I, I studied politics early on in college. And what happened was in studying politics, I got some internships after my first year. I worked on some campaigns. And I'm talking about I was at the bottom of the the totem pole, getting coffee, answering phones, things like that. But regardless of what candidates campaigned I worked on, what I noticed was there were certain individuals when they made a phone call, they got through. They got things done. And I had an epiphany, which was these aren't the people that are really creating laws and things that affect change and, and help the people. It's the people who write their checks. So being inquisitive, I would ask questions and I would always find that these are people who own things. They own real estate or they own companies. So. I switched from even thinking about politics to, I want to study money. I want to study ownership. And this happened as I was a teenager, like I said, in college, I read a book by um, Dr. Claude Anderson called Poweronomics and the book just completely changed my life because what I saw happening in, in, in real time, he talked about in the book. It's one thing to read something in a book, but to actually see it take place and then to read it, his words, I'm like, this is what's going on. He's talking about how economics affect everything. Um, whether that's education, whether that's the legal system. So to make a long story short, I had a lifelong, uh, journey of studying money. And when I say study money, I went far with it. I went and got a securities license so I could understand that space. I went and got a life insurance license so I could understand that space. I got a real estate license so I could understand that space. My undergraduate degree is in business management and I have a master's degree in real estate property management. So I really went far in terms of studying it. I let some of the licenses go, but I wanted the knowledge. So I've been on this lifelong journey of studying value, what adds value and what's ownership. So I got into the precious metal space. So all these different things about ownership. And what happened was, um, so real estate became my thing. And I've worked in the real estate industry, like I mentioned coming on here, um, for a couple decades at this point, I've had a lot of success in real estate, but there were two people who kind of orange pill me. One was a gentleman who uh, you know, worked at a, a organization I was with, who we were doing um, real estate analytics. And he was talking to me about Bitcoin from the technical standpoint. Then my partner in Bodyhood, Corey, was talking about it from an investment standpoint. At the time, they both were telling me about Bitcoin. I didn't want to hear it. This is 2016 or so. Like, look, I'm doing all these things in real estate. I don't care about Bitcoin. And then Corey just kept pestering me to look. Just buy some and forget about it. So I got tired of him telling me about this Bitcoin, Bitcoin. So I bought it early 2016. Didn't think anything of it. It went crazy, right? went through the roof. Because, because I didn't really understand what I had at the time, I sold it, right? I sold it and went to what I know. I bought an investment property that I still own to this day. But the one good thing that I did was from that point on, from, from 2016 to even today, I started the dollar cost average to build the stack back. But because of that experience, I wanted to learn more. Now I'm fully engrossed. Why did this jump the way it did? I've owned assets in all these different classes and nothing has ever Like, you had this kind of, um, you know, range so fast. Nothing has moved this fast. Why? So then I got curious, and I started to study Bitcoin, and that's when it changed my life. Because I went through this journey to be completely transparent, and I know a lot of Bitcoiners can relate to this. Initially, I I got into the shitcoin space, because I'm like, well, if this did this for me, maybe this can do this for me. But what happened was, the more I started to read, the more lectures I watched, the more books I read. I realized that these are just shit coins. I already have the greatest asset known to man, so I got completely out of all the shit coins, became a complete Bitcoiner, and from that day forth, I've spent so much time studying it. I mean, I went to the point where I've taken uh, university classes. I even got um, a certification, a certified Bitcoin professional, which really means nothing. But you know, sometimes in my community, people like credentials, so it helps me get into certain rooms. But um, you know so that's my journey into Bitcoin. It started from just studying what value means because I studied value from the standpoint of how does a company add value to society or to an individual, you know, how does precious metals add value? And when I studied all these things, when I saw Bitcoin and really got into it, I realized that it has all of the great attributes of every other asset class in one asset. And what I mean by that is it has, so think about studying Bitcoin. Um, the more you study, the more things it, it starts to become to you at one point i'm like man this is like property rights then i realized well this is similar to the stock market in essence that it has you know um it has value liquidity and it has its own market i'm like well it also has attributes of insurance to it right it has all these attributes of every other asset class in one asset class it's the purest and best form of ownership and this is from someone who studied all of them so again going down this journey changed my life but there were several books um and i I, you know i listen to your podcast and i know that one book that everybody it's the bitcoin standard right so um that book kind of changed everything and gave me an understanding but also um bitcoin and black america by uh you know bitcoin zay because getting back to my journey of trying to you know help and serve my people that book resonated with me in a different way so I've read almost every Bitcoin. I mean, I, I got a, a set of, book. I keep Bitcoin books by me, by the way. So I got Bitcoin and the American Dream. I got, you know, which one is this? or oh, the Bullish Case for Bitcoin. Uh, Inventing Bitcoin. I got this book called uh, The Chemistry of Currency from Bars to Bitcoin. And, and and shout out the Bitcoin Vegan. I did see the documentary, which was amazing. Uh, Bitcoin in black America, so the Bitcoin standard. So anything relating to Bitcoin, if it's in the book, you best believe I've read it. I've got it. I've got the audio book. So I, I kind of like spend my day studying Bitcoin and doing my best to bring that to our community and to expose people to what I believe is to be the greatest asset ever. So that's like my long story short.
0: Yeah, Jimmy, that was beautiful, man. You know it's so interesting to just see and hear different perspectives, but, um, you know, me and you have some history and, you know, it's really good sometimes to see, um, a reflection of yourself in the community. And especially when it comes to the level of education that you have, where I think that, um, as long as you keep books around or in in your circle, it's going to encourage other people to actually read. And I think that that is super important when it comes to the Bitcoin ecosystem in particular, because, um, a lot of times in our community, I think that, we are left out, or we are the last to the buck for understanding what this technology can be, and we end up becoming consumers instead of creators of this or owners of this property. Mm-hmm. And I think that Bitcoin gives us this first chance to actually be an owner of something that cannot be um, seized or manipulated or coerced from us. You know, of course, if you use the right technical security properties, but I just love the fact that. You know, reading books and your 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 love for continuing to search for more Bitcoin content is something that you make a part of your regimen. And yeah. I think that more people should be inspired by what you're doing.
1: Yeah, I appreciate that. And you know, that's why the work that you're doing is important because getting into this space, meeting people such as yourself, meeting Lamar, Bitcoin Zay, Justin, and um, you know, is you guys are doing the work. Like, and it's important for. Folks like us to see people like us in the space. Right. So Bitcoin is for everybody. We know that. But when you see someone that looks like you, it resonates in a different way. Like in um, my Shiro, I always tell her this: Naja. Nadja is like my Shiro. Um, I had the privilege of speaking um, on a panel with her at the Black Blockchain Summit. Um, you know, so shout to Sinclair for that. But, you know, the work that you guys do is, is very important because, again, seeing someone that looks like you in this space is a little bit different.
0: Jimmy, you know, I really want to get into, um, some interesting aspects of what you do, which is really like your real estate acumen. And, you know, as a rental property owner yourself, do you believe investing in Bitcoin, um, has more of an upside than actually just investing
1: in real estate itself? That's a great question. And, you know, I, I, I go on back and forth on Twitter with some folks sometimes in the Bitcoin space, because they tell me that, um, <laughs> real property is a shit coin, right? And because of my understanding of valuation and specifically real estate valuation, I've kind of combined the two loves of my life. What I mean by that is, um, this is the way I look at it. Each rental property I have is almost like um, a minor, right? Because each rental property cash flows, whereas though I'm getting equity because of the, the equity buy down, the tenant is actually paying you know, the property off, but the cash flow that comes in buys my sats every month. So every rental property I get to me is more Bitcoin coming in my pocket. But I also, from a pure financial standpoint, I get the write-offs that come with being a landowner in this country. Now, the tax code is the cheat code. And, and, you know, as Bitcoiners, we look at taxes a, a certain way. But what I do understand is if you play within the system, the tax code gives certain rights to property owners, company owners. And by taking advantage of that, but at the same time, still building a stack. To me, the combination of the two is very, very powerful because if you can buy cash flow in real estate, that means your, your DCA is not, not done by you. So if you have active income, let's just say you have a job for argument's sake, you can go work your job, but every, every rental property you get is going to give you more sats every month. At the same time, that property is being paid off. You can sell it, you can refinance it, take it, and then buy a full Bitcoin. There's a lot of things you can do when you understand how to use both of them together. And that's kind of what I've been doing. I know people in the space who they flip properties. Now you get lump sums, right? So for every property you flip, you go buy one full Bitcoin. Like, so there's different ways that you can combine the two instead of just looking at, okay, you know, real estate's a shit coin. I only want to buy Bitcoin. I understand because I understand what Bitcoin is, but I look at both of them because to me land is still important specifically operating in this country. I mean, obviously, you still have to pay your taxes. There's still certain things you have to do when, as it pertains to land ownership, but land is the only asset where I literally can grow my food if I need be, right? So it's an important asset and always has been an important asset specifically within our community and our culture, and that's the other part of it. Sometimes when you see people speak about things, they don't understand culture, and culture is important. When you look at the black community, most of the wealth that we do have Right, and we understand that as a community overall, we're behind. But most of the wealth that we do have is tied up in land, and that's for a lot of different reasons. One of the reasons is it's a forced savings, and what I mean by forced savings is, um anytime you have a mortgage and you pay your mortgage, it's forcing you to save money because you're going to have to pay to live somewhere anyway. But if you're paying for a mortgage, it's, it's kind of a forced savings. That equity buildup is a forced savings. Therefore real estate has always been and always will be an important part of wealth building as it pertains to our community. Do I think Bitcoin is a better asset? Probably is. Bitcoin is the greatest asset because like I said, it has those property rights, but the combination of the two is very powerful. If I can build up a stack, but at the same time own land, to me, there's nothing more powerful than that. You know,
0: I have conversations with people about real estate versus Bitcoin and you know, a lot of times people, especially now in this current day and age, um, you know, your credit got to be straight. You got to have a little bit of a down payment. There's like a lot of different processes. There's a lot of paperwork. I think that that scares off a lot of people. Versus when you introduce them to Bitcoin, you just pull out your your mobile yeah. cell phone and you pull up Cash App and you just send them some money and you say, "Hey, this is the equivalent of digital property." Mm-hmm. So I think that it's it's all based in Who they're approaching and who they're talking to. For example, if they talk to you, Jimmy, I think that you could sell them on real estate because you've actually went through it. You have experience with it, and you know you can use it. In you know you can interchange between uh, real estate and Bitcoin, and I think that that's important for our community. Like you said, like when you look at the forefathers of this country, you know when they first landed on these shores, they decided to build colonies. They carved out land for themselves first before doing anything else, and I think that. That's an important concept that we have to think about as African Americans in this country because um, a lot of land has been stolen from us or seized or coerced from us. And I think that Bitcoin allows us, like I said earlier in the interview, to kind of get back some of those um, pieces of digital property ownership that we kind of lost. And when you have real estate, you know, you can actually take some of the money, like you said, and actually use it to leverage Bitcoin. And that kind of goes into my next question, Jimmy, which is, you know, talking more about. You know, I've heard you mention on other interviews talking about people have, you know, a lot of education and a lot of like conversation around some of the issues that we're seeing in our communities, but they don't really have like a huge call to action. And, you know, where you're from in Philadelphia, the poverty rate is somewhere between 22 and 23%, which is double the national Mm -hmm. average. Um, You know, how can empowering your community with Bitcoin possibly
1: change that poverty? rate? That's a great question. And what's interesting about Philadelphia, when you study um, the data in Philadelphia, Philadelphia is truly um, a city of have and have nots So we have more six figure earners than pretty much any northeast uh, big city in the northeast. We have more six figure earners, but we also have the highest poverty rate. So what that means is <laughs> there are a lot of folks who are making good money. But then there really is no middle class. And in Philadelphia, either you're making good money or you're not, Um, you know, and and that's something that has to be addressed. Um, And it's addressed in many ways. It's addressed through policy, but also through ownership. And when you speak about ownership, that's where Bitcoin comes into play. One of the things that we do at By the Hood is we approach it by talking to the youth. Right. So we have a free summer program. Um, you need information about that at com that we've been doing. This is our eighth summer we're going to be doing it. And it's for kids in the community. It's completely free. And we come in and we teach them everything about the basis of finance from budgeting um, to what is money. And we lead them throughout that journey. We talk about property, but we also, Bitcoin is part of the curriculum as well. So we have kids as young as five. All the way up through college that have been and some of them have been there all eight years and and you know they're becoming bitcoiners um and it's important to kind of reach the youth because again um you know it's 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 easier to build children than the, you know the the fake what's, what's the old uh frederick Douglass quote is is easier to build uh, children than repair broken men like and that's it's absolutely true because we have kids now that aren't even 10 years old that can look at a company and break down a balance sheet They can um, tell you about Bitcoin. They can tell you about cold storage, like, and and this is work that's being done. um, And we're constantly doing that. So we have our own camp and we also work with other community organizations to give this kind of free education um, to the youth in our community. So I think that's one of the ways that you combat that. um, Because it's all about a mindset shift. The great thing about Bitcoin, and you will know this because once you go down the Bitcoin rabbit hole, it teaches you about politics. It teaches you about education. I mean, it teaches you about food sciences. It teaches you about everything. And, you know, Bitcoin doesn't just change you from a financial standpoint. It changes kind of who you are. Bitcoin has um, made me more patient. Um, but it's, it, it, it's going down that rabbit hole and getting more people to go down that rabbit hole and, and be exposed to actually what money is. is very, very important. And when you start with the youth, that's how you make change.
0: Definitely. That was powerful, brother. I really appreciate that answer. That was um, something that really resonated with me, and I think that that's important for people to hear. And, you know, there's something that I really, really wanted to ask you, which is, you know, you talk about um, leveraging real estate, which I, I'm very curious about. So, like, you know, you have single family homes mm-hmm. and then you have rental properties, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you're talking about home equity, um, most lenders generally place no restrictions on how you you can use those, you know, the, the proceeds from your, your loan Mm -hmm. for your equity. So my question to you, Jimmy is, do you think it's valuable to buy Bitcoin with equity? For example, if you have a single family home that you've gained on your real estate, um, or should you actually just use that if you're having multiple properties that are just rental properties. And when you actually gain some equity on those properties, instead of like, I mean, of course you have to do repairs and pay your property taxes. If you have some excess, would you use that to buy Bitcoin? That's a, that's a
1: great question. Um, the, the, my honest answer to that is it depends. And what I mean by that is everyone's situation isn't the same. So I I would never give a blanket answer because it all depends upon everything else that you have going on in your life. Um, but what I will say is this in studying the valuation of real estate, it, it, it tells you that real estate will always have value because of an acronym and that acronym is called dust, right? Which is D U S T it's because real estate is desirable. Real estate has utility. Real estate is scarce and real estate is transferable via D, right? And when I think about that, you know what else falls under that acronym? Bitcoin does. (laughs) Bitcoin is desirable. Bitcoin has utility. Bitcoin is scarce and Bitcoin is transferable. So I do look at Bitcoin similar to you in that this is digital real estate. So, you know, on one hand, if you have a handle over your finances and you can make that transition, I don't think there's a problem with it. But I think a lot of times what I recognize is we need to really focus on getting back to the basics. In my work, talking to people, most people have no idea how much money they make or how much they have going out, right? And those fundamentals are so important. And I understand we're talking about Bitcoin, but I think that focusing on those fundamentals is very important. You know, most of the time, It's an epiphany that people I sit down with when I tell them just to write down how much money do you have going coming in honestly from and now write out what you have going out. How much do you spend at Starbucks every day? Right. When you get down to those numbers and you realize whether you have a deficit um, or not, how you can move. So now, getting back to the specifics of your question, um, it depends upon your strategy because again I look at every rental property as a a miner almost like a miner because this is going this is going to give me bitcoin every month so if i build up equity i might go buy another miner right because now i have two properties that are kicking out sats every month so it's almost like um you know a way to mine bitcoin in my own way i just something that I, I thought of myself i'm like man every rental property is a miner right i just buy a rental property i make sure the numbers work where it cash flows so now i'm building up equity um, you know, but I also have that excess that's going to buy me sets every month, right? And and to me, that's important to stress too. Once you understand where your money is going, DCA is the cheat code, right? I know people try to time the market they try to time the Bitcoin market. Are we at the bottom or are we at the top? The more I study Bitcoin, the less I even care about price. And I know that will sound crazy to some folks, but other folks will understand what I'm saying. I couldn't tell you what the price is today. It doesn't matter. What I can tell you is I've been making a purchase. I have a DCA set up literally every hour. And I have another one I set up once a day. I have one set up once a week and one once a month, right? And I just let the machines run. They just run because I don't care what the price is. So, you know, to answer your question, that depends upon whatever specific strategy you want to use. I have seen people build up equity and take the whole thing out and buy a full Bitcoin. If you you can handle your finances, I mean, you know, that, that depends upon the specific person. For me... I want to buy another miner, right? And have that minor kick off Sats every month and let the DCA just work its magic.
0: Most definitely. And, um, you know, I'm glad that you cleared that up because I think a lot of people that are watching this show that are in real estate or they're curious about how to leverage both of those, you know, t- types of assets. I think that that concept really makes a lot of sense. And in you saying this, it just made me thought of, think about a conversation that I had with Hill Harper and Naja Roberts, where she's also a rental property owner. And what she does is she actually charges people for their rent in Bitcoin, instead of just, you know, taking yeah. fiat money or the US dollars, she'll actually charge them in Bitcoin. And that makes me think about the Bitcoin miner um, concept that you talked mm-hmm. about. And, you know, for you personally, like, is it, have you noticed like any of your rental properties, people offering to, you know, pay in Bitcoin or have you just not even like thought about no, that actually, process? No, actually
1: I have um, and, and I have done that, but that was via Cash App, right? So I could send it to you in Bitcoin via Cash mm-hmm. App, but that's why Cash App is powerful that way because, yeah. um, you know, a lot of people who really aren't that deep into the space, everybody has Cash App. In our community, everybody has Cash App. Cash App is like a verb now. You know, so it's like, yeah, um, I have done that. And I have actually talked to Naja about that as well, how she does it. And again, like I said, that's why she's one of my sheroes. She's ahead of the curve, but, um, that is something that I actually thought about. Um, but as of right now, I haven't made that full transition just because, you know, some of my tenants are accustomed to paying it a certain way. Um, yeah. so I just let them do that, you know, take, take the cash flow, put it into, you know, my accounts and let the DCA do his magic. Um, Jimmy, this Bitcoin conversation has been awesome.
0: I really learned a lot. I hope people will learn a lot about real estate and I really hope that they come out and support by the hood, all of the projects and endeavors that you have. And before you leave, can you give people your social media handles and any future things that you might want the audience to know about before we get out? Yeah, here?
1: Absolutely. I just want to say again, thank you for this opportunity. Um, I do follow your work. I love your work You're You're one of the best writers in Bitcoin. Um, and again, I resonated with your work because you you, you talk about things um, that I can relate to from a cultural standpoint. Um, so I do want to say, you know, thank you again for this invite. Um, uh, my personal information is at JW, the blueprint that's at J W T H E B L U E P R I N T. That's on across all platforms, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. Um, the, our corporation at By the Hood. So, at By the Hood is um, our community organization where we do work in the communities. You'll see it's active, very active in the Philadelphia in the Northeast region. But we do literally speak all over. We, uh, I've, I've spoken in Australia, spoken in Prague. So, the idea and concepts about Bitcoin and ownership um, have become international in terms of By the Hood and what we do. So. Um, again, thank you to everyone who supports our mission because what we do is really for the community and empowering the community and Bitcoin allows us to do that. And again, your platform is tremendous because I see people from all different parts of the Bitcoin ecosystem on your platform and not too many platforms are doing that. Right. Um, So that's why I was honored when I got the invite. So I just want to say thanks again. Um, And everybody out there, you know, shoot me a follow. Let's let's talk online. Most definitely, Jimmy. I really appreciate that. That was heartfelt, brother.
0: Um, You know, Thank you for taking time to be on The Bitcoin Source. Have a good one. I appreciate
1: you, brother. Have a good one.